0: Care what happens to your body when you die. I mean,
1: yeah, I would still kind of want I guess, to just be put in a grave. Why? because in the end, like, I still kind of, I don't know, I want to be intact, like, it's weird for me, because I, you asking that question reminds me of how I met your mother, where, uh, Marshall and then Ted, they're stuck in the car for the whole night, and then Ted is like, Marshall, if I die th- tonight, do whatever you need to survive, like, rip and eat my skin, and then Marshall's like, uh, well, if, and if I die, just leave my body alone, I don't want you to do any of that, and I am kind of, like, <laughs> on Marshall's side because it's like yeah it's not in the grand scheme of things I guess going to matter.
0: I mean you're going to break apart anyways it's just a matter of time.
1: Well yeah but I feel like I don't know I still want to have some type of control over it I think that's where kind of the debate comes in.
0: But it's like if you were to try someone for murder and then you were to try someone for stitching up these bodies together of people he's murdered for some reason the people who have just straight up murdered people get less of a sentence than those who've desecrated the body. And I get that desecration of a body for the family and for, I guess, yourself before it happens is just a gross thing to do and and obviously bad. But I don't understand, like, if I was dead, I wouldn't care what happened to me. (laughs) So you just feel like once you're dead, like that's just kind of it. I just think there's premise of the show being like, oh, the serial killer is so bad because he stitches up dead people. Well, it'd be one thing if he was keeping them alive while doing that, but... The other one is just like it's a dead body. To at be that honest, point. we don't see a lot of dead
1: bodies in this episode of Ragdoll. For real. Okay. Yeah. There's there's like I think two, maybe three at this point. But it's it's nothing too gruesome. That's still enough. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure if we are supposed to know who the murderer is by this point. Like they give away in this episode, but I'm not sure if it was supposed to be like a twist or anything like that.
0: Oh, was it at the end? Yeah. Okay, it, so maybe it is a twist. But Ragdoll is a crime thriller shot in England. It premiered on November 11th on AMC. It stars Lucy Hale, Henry Lloyd Hughes, Talisa Teixeira, and Michael Smiley as a bunch of detectives trying to catch a serial killer. And you watched the fifth episode. Mm-hmm. So this is about halfway through the investigation because we've got ten episodes. But I assume they didn't catch the killer. Are you sure we have ten episodes? Because the next promo I saw said, like, the series finale.
1: Then I stand corrected. We have six episodes <laughs> and
0: it's almost done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know, and, and uh, I could especially tell because the end of this episode, the cliffhanger, I have my list of pros and cons here, and um, the first 10 minutes... Are on here because I, I enjoyed it, and then the last five minutes I like kind of rose in intensity. And you mentioned Michael Smiley; he's also on here because I, I liked being able to see him. But it starts. Well, off, it's
0: funny you say rose in intensity because Rose is one of the characters. Yeah.
1: Right? So one thing uh, they continually call each other by their last names. Like it's Nathan Rose, but he's just called Rose throughout the whole entire episode. I
0: mean that's a police thing.
1: Yeah, but like also Emily Baxter; she's only called Baxter throughout the episode. Yeah. Lake. I'm not sure if that's her last name or not in the in the show. But Do you
0: want me to give the synopsis for the like two sentences that they give on. Okay it says Rose and the ragdoll killer engage in a sadistic game of cat and mouse Baxter goes back to the basics to try to track down the killer and Edmund's peak suspicions put her on the right track but also land her in grave
1: danger. Oh, okay, so you're talking about the synopsis for this episode. Yeah, because yeah. I was just wondering if you wanted a
0: formula to follow. Right,
1: it. yeah, well, it starts off, and we see that Nathan Rose, I think he's responsible for, like, a cop's death, and maybe, I don't know, the police department doesn't know about her, or something like that. He's on the phone with someone. Who, well, no, I
0: think he murders someone who got off scot-free for a murder he knows that... they did
1: yeah like everyone has dirt on them like including like the main character in this show but nathan he's he's speaking with thomas over the phone and thomas is like this like very low voice and he's kind of controlling nathan basically so he's like deep throat right and and he's telling him to go all these different places and that if he doesn't do it he's going to leak the murder that he's responsible for is this the killer that is blackmailing him yeah yeah. yeah um, and so Nathan is going to all these different places. He's getting fed up. This is, again, like the first 10 minutes. But the twist is, is that Lake, again, the main character of the show is following. Uh, I'll call him Rose because that's what they call him. Um, but Nathan Rose is following is stalking him. So as as so, the,
0: while he's threatening him, he's also stalking. No, him.
1: as Thomas, the killer, is calling him and telling him to basically walk to all these different places, like a train platform and like an abandoned warehouse that sold like a lot of home goods and stuff like that. Yeah, Lake, another cop. Oh, okay. Lake him. okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Lake so,
0: is Lucy Hale, right? Yeah. Okay. Is she the main main character of the show? Because She's billed as the top.
1: I would say so, but I think this is one of those episodes where it's like a kind of split between um Lake and Rose in terms of main character. But I think that Lake is the actual main character in the series. I
0: think in the book which is this is based off of that Nathan Rose but he's called something different he has a different name in that mm-hmm. it's the, is the main character so okay. they kind of switched it up for this is loosely based on the story and we'll get into the story in a while but first i want to hear the full synopsis of this episode right. you've made it through Nathan's storyline he he makes it well, to a warehouse or is, something
1: yeah well so so Rose gets fed up. He's like, you know what, Thomas? At this point, let's just have a one-on-one battle. Who, like, we're going to kill each other, and whoever survives survives and can tell their story. And then uh, Thomas is like, okay. So he gets. A, so again, is Rose, Thomas wearing a mask? Is he
0: doing anything? You to... don't
1: see Thomas. He's just over the phone. That's how you hear it. So voice. how is he going to do a one-on-one battle? Because he, Rose is like, tell me where you are, and then we're gonna. And Thomas to is just like, that. cool. All yeah. right. And so Thomas is like, go to the pier. Before Rose leaves the abandoned warehouse, he picks up this nail gun. And then uh, when he goes to the pier, there's only one person you there. You
0: keep on pronouncing it pier. Pier?
1: Pier, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, He he's at the pier. And he sees one person there. He's, his stature is like Thomas. And as he's going up to him, he raises the nail gun. And it ends up being just a guy
0: with a baby. Okay. <laughs> so so uh, Thomas has set Thomas, someone up. Yeah, Thomas didn't show. Or is Thomas the guy with the baby? Remember in Sherlock, Moriarty hit out as, like, the boyfriend pretending to just be some gay no. guy who was hanging around. Oh, yeah, you're talking about season one. So this guy could actually no. be the killer you who do just see, had a baby.
1: You do, you do see Thomas by the end of the episode. He was not the guy with the baby. Maybe there
0: are two Thomases, like in Invisible Man, where there were two masked... Uh, it was Zero it,
1: it was my favorite part of the episode because it was funny seeing the guy with the baby being like ah, and then just running away as all this is happening though. Uh,
0: Rose... Sounds like a, something you'd see in a video game, like yeah. you know where you're in a first person shooter and then you run across a civilian and the civilian just is like whoa man and you're like I wasn't gonna shoot you. Speaking
1: of which so, the c- cinematography and like the way it was shot, especially within those first ten minutes, did make me go like ooh. Ooh, this is like <laughs> what's going to happen but rose does see that lake ended up stalking him mm-hmm. and uh and so th- that's like the first 10 minutes of the episode all right so that's how it starts off after that though the show goes into a massive down like turn in so terms spiral? of spiral yeah spiraling down in terms of like just a the com it's so convoluted and b
0: like, like traditional convolution, like where a criminal minds this just thing does happens the same here, tropes. this thing happens. No, like like so many Stitched connections together, that you have to make, <laughs> yeah. almost like
1: a ragdoll. So much so that I did have to go to recap, it, like after this episode, just to make sure that I understood everything that was going on. Yeah, because you're not the
0: first person to say that. I think Hollywood Reporter also said that this felt like it was random scenes spliced together. Yeah, and but they don't like feed into the same plot or anything. Like I don't understand how you can do that as a director and and not have it go somewhere.
1: Yeah, because, well, I mean, it it does go somewhere by the very ending, but, like, it's just, it's almost like they were like, okay, we have to tie this together somehow, how can we do it? And they were like, well, what if we do this, 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 and just have a ton of side storylines that somehow coalesce by the very end. Okay, so the side storylines,
0: speed me through those.
1: Uh, Well, you have it's all leading to them trying to find Thomas. So you have Emily Baxter. She is the person who runs the office. Um, and she ends up having to kind of That's reprimand. To, to Lisa
0: Teixeira. Yeah. yeah.
1: She has to reprimand uh, Lake a little bit for putting a tracker on Nathan's car, mm-hmm. which Nathan figures out about. There's a whole side storyline where Nathan finds this letter that was written to the lake that um, exposes her for posting bail for her ex-girlfriend so it's like
0: a lot of bureaucracy where people are kind of checking balancing each other but they're not actually working together too much
1: right but the thing is is that when lake posted bail for uh her girlfriend it ended up being that the girlfriend was like a murderer and so that (laughs) gets out yeah if that gets out like it it, lake is dating a murderer no not not anymore ex-girlfriend but, like, oh, she that was makes it posted bail. Yeah, and if that gets out, it's going to. Like, it, it, basically, the I don't one think threat. She should have a job. The one threat to everyone is the fact that they might lose their job if their secrets are let out.
0: Somehow. And does Thomas know all these secrets?
1: Uh, I mean, I I'll, the only one I know is that Thomas knows Rose. I'm not sure if he even is, like, really that known. I mean, with, it's like, not the
0: first show to talk about corrupt policemen, but at the same time, you wouldn't want the entire precinct who's chasing this one person for that one person to have all your dirt. But that would be an interesting way to kind of
1: almost go about it.
0: I guess, but I can see what you mean by convoluted. Yeah, no,
1: so it, it just gets crazier and crazier, and it turns out that um, the, for, like, I'd say half the episode, they're trying to find this person named Andrew Daly, um, and this is also another convoluted thing. So Lake is, like, doing a crossword puzzle, and then she thinks about it more and more, and we have already know that there's this person named Andrea Wild in the show yeah. and she figures out that that's an anagram for andrew Daly. so they're like oh my god that that's who it must be because he has a connection to, to thomas and he can probably tell us where they are so they end up going down to andrea Will's So they're following all
0: these leads
1: right and when they go down there it turns out that rose wrong place wrong time has a ton of blood covered all over him and and uh, andrea Wild is dead completely so, and so
0: we're led to believe that he did something, but not really.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're, we're like, you're supposed to think that it was Thomas who ended up having, because they like found semen of. Um, it's that thing
0: where like you come across a dead body or a body that's dying, and you like run over in the movies and shove your hands in the blood, yeah. and then you like stand up, and there's a bunch of police behind you.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. So it, it's just it gets ridiculous, and then it turns out that I think Baxter and Rose had some type of like uh, I don't know romance that went on that is completely done now, and Baxter's going to take. Uh, rose in and literally arrest him because of the fact that she just can't trust him okay and uh and then that's when rose he's in the shower so she and i think baxter may
0: have been his like protege at one point. Some, yeah. I don't know if they might have been romantic, but maybe they added that. I too. think
1: they might have added it to the TV okay. show because I think there's like a line about it somewhere. Anyways, though, Baxter is like, you know what? Get <laughs> Remember dressed. when we had
0: sex? Was that, was that the line? <laughs> no.
1: No. no. She, she actually like confronts him in the shower and then she's like, I'm taking in you the in. Shower. Yeah, he's taking mm-hmm. a shower and she's like, I'm taking you in because I can't trust you and you're just like a bad police officer. And again, you were there at the scene of the crime. And then she's like, I'm going to give you three minutes to get dressed. And then that's when Rose calls Lake and is like, look, I know your secret about the fact that you posted bail for your girlfriend's murder uh and so at this point i'm going to need you to come up to where i am i'm at the fourth floor i need you to pass your card down underneath the doorway um and then and then i won't tell anyone about the letter i'll give you the letter so you can rip it up
0: what's the good of her card like does it give him security so he's locked in yeah he's locked into the bathroom
1: so then that's what she ends up doing he trades the letter with the card she rips up the card and uh that's when he uses her um badge is able to leave
0: is it's this a show of just bad guys where it's like you can't root for anybody because they're all like
1: it almost feels that way like at least this. did you episode. have a favorite character no not really because nathan rose is like i guess his storyline is the most interesting with huge air quotes because it's the actual thing that's going on in there's the a show. lot of
0: familiar faces in this and i'm just wondering out of all these people that you mentioned is there an, one named ds finley by the way no, I can't remember. Okay, because a lot of them have been in our podcast before. Okay, so one who's, the has Lake
1: been in anything before? Because she looked familiar, but I cannot place her anywhere.
0: You couldn't place Lake Edmonds or what's her name? Edwards Edmonds. Now, yeah, the main character. Yeah, <laughs> Lucy Hale. Mm. Pretty Little Liars. See, that's why I thought but I never watched Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, but you did see an episode of Katie Keene. You did. Oh, watch that the was movie. way back, and that was you so... did watch. You did watch Truth or Dare. And there was also another show that yeah, I mean, they just kept on giving her, her shows for a while, this lead-in, because she was also in the show called Life Sentence, and she's only thirty-two years old now. So she just keeps getting opportunities to do stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of those only last one season. She well, yeah. I mean, like here she makes
1: a dumb decision. Um basically she goes through more but is her acting inf- good? I mean, yeah, the acting's fine, but like I wasn't watching this really for the acting, it was for the story, and the story is just kind of yeah, lackluster. Yeah,
0: she's she's one character. The other ones that you've seen before is Nathan Rose. He is, as I said, Henry Lloyd Hughes. He was Sherlock in The Irregulars. So we only saw a glimpse of him in that oh, episode. Oh, okay. But yeah, I would never
1: <laughs> replace that. Ever. But yeah,
0: and then Andrea Wild, you said? Yeah. She was in it. Right. Natasha Little, she was in War of the World. She played the mom's character, so I would have recognized the, her. Oh, no, okay. Not uh, because, gonna, because
1: because the, <laughs> I was going to say the movie, but no, you mean There's the no TV way I would have recognized her.
0: But Emily Baxter is to Lisa Teixeira, and she was in Two Weeks to Live, but not in any of the episodes we saw. And then D.S. Finley, who I was hoping was going to show up in this episode was actually played by Michael Smiley, who is probably the most recognizable because he was the main oh, character in
1: Deadstone. No, 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 Michael, yeah, no, I know I haven't, again, I have his name here. He did show up, Michael Smiley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. his was, name
0: isn't Michael Smiley in the no, show. No, I know,
1: but that's how I know him by. I oh. didn't get his actual name, but okay. yeah, no, underneath my prose, I have him there because it was just cool to see him. Yeah, I was saying that earlier, but uh, to end off the episode, uh, what happens lake she does some more information on andrea Wild. turns out that andrea Wold was friends with someone named joy she goes to joy's house to figure out about who possibly could be the murderer turns out that joy is actually married to thomas who is the murderer thomas drugs her when they're like speaking together and um and then the cops figure out that that's where uh, lake is that she's actually at thomas's house because uh, they didn't know that Joy was connected to Thomas in any way. Yeah. Um, You're giving me a
0: lot of plot here. I'm not sure I'm going to follow everything. But yeah, where does it end then?
1: That's where it ends. Oh, it just she ends? She gets drugged. Lake gets drugged. So Lake and the cops, is in trouble. Yeah, and the cops are on their way to try. So that's try what they mean
0: by out. land her in danger.
1: Right, yeah. And Rose has just kind of taken off. Once he got uh, Lake's
0: badge, we don't know where he is. He just kind of like walked away. <laughs> and he'll show up some. Yeah. I can already sense your answer to this, but you really hated Clarice when that came out. Mm. Was this better than that?
1: yes but like that's it's, not that's it's still a
0: cat and mouse though yeah
1: it's a cat and mouse but like look here's the thing that doesn't mean that this show is good in any way but it did do the cat and mouse thing more in because again i like the first it's kind of an under
0: the radar show it's already in its fifth episode but i can't there's no verdict to it so, so whatever you don't know you if get, it's gonna get season two I, I don't even think the cast knows if it's gonna get <laughs> season two but like just based off crime thrillers that we've seen or done hannibal prodigal son killing eve mm-hmm. killing eve is probably it's um, most connected to show yeah
1: and i, I even put here because there's flashes it has aspects of horror to it yeah like especially when you see that rose is just covered in blood like you just keep on seeing these flashes of like this dark figure it's walking down the gruesome. hallway yeah i mean that was that was probably the most gruesome it got yeah when they and come AMC+ there
0: plus doesn't have the same barriers that some cable shows do or network shows Freddie Cyborn, who is the showrunner, but also wrote most of these episodes. He previously worked with the producers, Sally Woodward-Gentle, and this other one from Killing Eve. So, and he also wrote an episode of Killing Eve. So oh, he, okay. So he there's a some... direct connection, and those same EPs are part of this show. Oh, yeah, so that's yeah. how it was built. The funny thing is, this show has been on the docket for a while, because Killing Eve came out in 2018. And first I'll ask you, if you were to write a book, that was then turned into this TV show, mm-hmm. and you're not a cop, what would be the next profession that you think would prepare you to write something like this? Ma- like the medical field, probably. So that's close. Ex-paramedic. is a- Okay. So this 33-year-old in 2016 wins a three-book deal and TV deals... For this detective. Wait, 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 like, was it a contest? Like, is that... No, 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 like, he put it, I guess he sent it to enough places, and then they finally picked it up, and they Mm -hmm. were like, hey, we not only want to make this into three books, but we also want to make it into a TV show. Were the books already done? The first, No, the first book called Ragdoll um, is the one that this is based off of. Now, I'm not sure if the future stories, because there's two more that's called, like, Hangman and Endgame, which I don't Mm -hmm. think have been adapted or will be adapted, at least in this first season... We'll make it through but the guy who wrote them daniel cole had that direct experience with life horrors and he brought it into his writing and then he also had a lot of gallows humor that he injected into the stories as well. So was this story <laughs> funny at all? Because I've heard that the director also wanted, or the showrunner also wanted to make it funny.
1: Really? Because it wasn't. Like, there wasn't a lot of jokes. Again, a I, dark humor? No, I did like the part where he comes up with a nail gun and then it ends up being oh, a yeah, baby yeah. there. But except for that, like, I can't think of too many jokes. Oh, actually, actually, there was one thing at the very beginning. It was one thing that kind of set the tone for the rest of the show, because, again, it was kind of lackluster. Rose is speaking to Lake at the very beginning, and he goes... I'm trying to find a Starbucks so I can get a frap and Crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which, so which just, is just interesting dialogue. Thing. Yeah, so I mean like I guess that there's like those one-liners there, but except for that, huh nah.
0: So I was saying it was on the Docket for a while. Sally Woodward Gentle and said Gentle, the two EPs on Killing Eve, and a former creative director of Carnival, which made down Nabby, blah, blah blah blah. They signed this guy. They took his his book and stuff, he signed it away as soon as he made it in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept it, despite saying things like, we're driven to, to by the writing first, a strong story um, that will inspire a lot of actors to come forward for a show like this. And so yeah. like he had to wait five years, to watch a different show come out by them. But I guess maybe the success of Killing Eve is what put this on the back burner but then also brought it forth i
1: imagine though it doesn't have that great viewership like i
0: didn't well right now it's on amc plus so i it's under the radar it would need it would need to break through but it hasn't been shown internationally too much yet so once those episodes Mm. get shown there because it's filmed internationally and you have an international cast maybe that'll that'll like inspire more people to watch it
1: but you're saying that he has like two other books that are going to get adapted by those same people right
0: well no, I didn't <laughs> I said that they have the ability, they have the rights to.
1: Okay, yeah. See, that's the thing when I if I were to write a book, I actually wouldn't want to sign a deal right away saying that this is going to be adapted. He was 33, into show. he got a no. ton
0: of money and he got the promise that his books could become a TV show. I'm not show. saying
1: I'm not saying it's not I good. think it
0: was a smart thing I'm to do. I'm saying that like cashed in.
1: for me yeah, I I would want to write the book first and then be like, okay, yeah, now you can adapt it because I would just have in my mind, how would this be made into a TV show? That would be my mindset the whole entire time that I was writing it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a lot of pressure. And like, even J.K. Rowling has talked about how the later Harry Potters became an issue because of how famous they got. But I don't think he's reached that level of fame yet. I think his first book was just very successful. Mm-hmm. Um the last thing I want to do is play a game here, unless you have anything else you want to add about the show, any theories you have against uh, what might happen next.
1: Not really. There's no real mystery now. It's just kind of like, are they going to stop Thomas in time, which I assume they do. So. Okay, and you don't think Lake's going to
0: die? No. Do you think anybody's going to die? Like no. Nathan it, might die. I think Nathan, from what you said, has like he's going to have a moment to save the day, but then he might die. How actually knowing what i know about the books that might not be true
1: (laughs) well well they might change it but i i think that nathan is probably going to like get his license back or whatever and be seen as like the good guy because there's been so much bad that happened to him in this episode yeah (laughs) not like the shield
0: okay (laughs) Yeah, the last thing I wanted to do is play this game. It's called The Best Ragdoll because there are other things that have been called ragdoll in the past mm. and I want to know if you can point out the one that's not true and also what your favorite would be. If, if this one's your favorite, the one you just watched, or if any of these other ones. Okay. Number one. 1999. It's an R-rated movie. It's called Ragdoll, obviously. A teenage rapper uses Grant's magic powers to help him in his revenge against those who put her in the hospital. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Number two. This came out in 2019. Nora is the one who works overtime. She helps her family by any and all means. She takes out hardships at the local mixed martial arts gym. But what Mm. happens when violence extends outside the gym? And these are all films? No, not all of them. Okay. One of them's a short, and that's this next one. Ready? This is a 2020 animated short. A determined orphan tries to bring her mother back to life using the power of art.
1: That one sounds very familiar. And then number
0: four, 2014, it's a non-rated movie. Not all schisms fall red or blue when a nuclear explosion wipes out all of humanity and the dolls are left to self-govern. Uh-huh.
1: Well, that's just interesting. I, I, like, which one would I want to see of all those? Probably the last one, if that one's real. But I'm going to go with the one where the rapper, Ragdoll, Graham's powers, I'm going to go with that one being false.
0: You're saying that one's false? Yeah. That is the most true of all of them. Because that is the most well-known of all of them. And Wait. you should check it out. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Have A you teenage rapper uses Graham's <laughs> magic powers. No, it was the one that like, headlined when I typed in Ragdoll, besides this show, the 1999 R-rated movie. Okay. Okay. So what was the false one then? The false one was the last one, the twenty fourteen non-rated movie about the do- oh. dolls that are left to self-govern because like I was just thinking ragdolls and if like everybody an died. And- yeah, exactly. And That's nine. what I was going for. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um and then also I just have a random fact that I learned throughout my research, which you know, ragdolls are a type of cat. Um they just have a ragdoll appearance because <laughs> yeah. they have. Okay. But, true bonus fact about them is that they're born pure white, which makes sense. And then they all have uh, dog like personalities. So, if you're a dog like person, so like they can play if, fetch and stuff and roll over? I, I, I guess. I mean, don't hold me to that. But if you are looking for a dog, but you just don't have the ability to take care of a huge mutt, <laughs> then I guess you can just get a ragdoll cat. And with that, we'll leave it. For this episode of today's episode, it's Frag Doll. That was our review. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.
1: Bye. Bye.